It's a great day. It is September 8th, 2023. David is putting his hands over his head because you should have heard the pre-conversations in today's rant. Welcome to the Rant Network, a podcast hosted by myself, Stuart Frizzell, and David Sullivan, where we bring you unfiltered, uncensored conversation on a wide range of topics. Our podcast is dedicated to giving you a platform to express your opinions. Well, there are opinions. Share our thoughts, experiences, and ideas, and hear from a variety of perspectives. And I'll tell you something, if you don't call this an honest opinion, man, you need to go fishing. Join us as we dive into the latest pop culture, politics, and so much more. Rants about absurdity in modern life, kind of like politics, and discussions about deeper issues affecting society today. Like the rumor that Obama had an affair with John Legend. Anyways, let's continue. Sit back, relax, and join us on this discovery and exploration of the rant. All right, guys, let me let me tell you that there's always pros and cons to things that we do. And one of the the, the big conversations are term limits. It's not a panacea, but close enough. Americans' dissatisfaction with their government is no secret. While opinions of presidential administrations may rise and fall dramatically from one year to the next, the Congress seems to be around forever. And, you know, when, when it comes time to vote your own termination, it seems that they're not interested. They want to be there forever. And I think every American would love a forever job. You know, we have seven court justices. Those are forever jobs. Where in the Constitution was Congress or Senate a forever job? What do you think, David? That's how that right, so let's take a step back here. Once again, as Stuart dove right into this whole thing, it's where we're seeing a very interesting situation today in the United States and in other parts of the world as well. But in the U.S., I think it's so clear. Let's start with the president of the United States, 77-year-old Donald Trump versus 80-year-old Joe Biden. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry? I said boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Looks like it's just if today was November 2024, you would have the two oldest candidates and the two oldest presidents in U.S. history. Now, I have an 81-year-old mother, sorry, an 80-year-old mother, 81-year-old father-in-law and mother-in-law, and an 84-year-old father. My father at 84, he's pretty good. He's relatively sharp. But you start to see slowdowns at this age. You start to see a lot of things. Not everybody. It's not perfect. But you start to see a lot of things. And at 80, 80 is 80. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. You know, they always say 50 is the old is a, the new 40 and 60 is the new 50, but 80 is 80. And you hear that again and again, and I'm experiencing this live and uncensored. So to see two 80-year-olds practically fighting for the most important position in politics in the world, it's scary. I don't know if I necessarily, I'm not anti-octogenarians, but the idea of someone of that age Having full wits, young people, younger people should be doing this job. I'm not anti-aging. It's just, can they? And look at Joe Biden as he is struggling to stay awake in meetings, how he has to have 27 vacations. And it's not the job for an older person. 
So FDR, after his death, after he was the last president with four terms, you know, Truman decided enough. They passed the legislation that the president is only permitted maximum two terms. And it's interesting that that's what they told. They said they passed a constitution where the president can only sit for two terms. But Senate and Congress, judges, no limits, because their job is easier. Yeah, but no. Dianne Feinstein, Mitch McConnell, have you seen them lately? They look terrible. Mitch McConnell froze. Dianne Feinstein is in, unfortunately is struggling and in a wheelchair. She's dealing with health issues. Okay? There has to be a limit. I don't know if it's two. I don't know if it's three terms. I don't know if it's years. I know that at this point, after eight, maybe 12 years, some of them need to go. I mean, in my opinion, AOC should have gone five minutes after she was voted in, but that's my opinion. But in terms of term limits, I believe that politicians, and I know it takes time till you get into the position, Stuart, you get used to it, you figure things out. But to me, someone who can sit there, you know, and never have to retire, well, that's great. Ideally, that's great. But you're as you are not an effective leader. You're not an effective politician. You're not an effective representative, Stuart, if your your faculties aren't there. So I'm not sure if it's term limits or they need a health, uh, you know, some sort of health scan. I, I'm not sure. But, Stuart, I'm going to ask you. Do you think so so, so there, there's two things wrong. There, there's a few things wrong with the let's just focus on Congress for a moment. You know, politicians shouldn't go in broke and come out multimillionaires. Congress is a public service job like educators, firefighters, and policemen. That is why the President of the United States' maximum salary, I think, is $100,000, somewhere around there, maybe $200,000 today. And most presidents of the United States take just $1 and donate all the money back to the Treasury. Except I think the Clintons and, and Obama took the money. But nevertheless, they had the right to. And I don't belabor or hold them in any different regards to any other president. But I'm going to tell you, if you can go into Congress broke and come out a multimillionaire, I don't know. Would you ever quit a job that wrote you $100 bills? I don't think so. You can trade stock where the public would be called insider trading all day long. Your spouses get to do inside deals, deal-making, peddling of influence. Sound familiar, guys? You know, th this whole concept of Hunter Biden and Congress is actually the same argument. It's come a time where our political system, that is the greatest political system in history, has challenges. And the solutions to those challenges aren't just kick the can down the road. There has to be a decisive moment for us, the, the people that vote these people, to come up with a limit. They either come in for life and can't add a dollar to their bank account, or they come in for eight years and get to do what they've always been able to do. You have to have a trade-off. If you want to be a uh, a wonderful uh, clergyman for life, you can be a clergyman for life. 
but you're not having sex either. You sacrifice something to get something. And I think that's the big problem. There's no congressional member in history that it cost anything that I'm aware of. What do you think, David? Well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something, and I just looked it up as you were bringing this up. Um, first of all, the president of the United States makes 400000 as a salary plus expense account. It's actually all in. It's almost $600,000. That's what Joe Biden's going to make this year. Vice president's salary is 235000 as is the Speaker of the House. House and Senate Majority and Minority Leaders Pro Tempore is 193. House Senator Member Delegates 174. Chief Justices make 298. And Associate Justices make $285,000. I, I find that interesting. Uh, I, I found that the uh, a congressperson, you know, $174,000 plus, plus, plus. So, you know, there's a lot of coin to be made here, plus expenses, plus a lot of other things. So it's a lucrative job. And I'm not against giving these people high salaries, but the reason is it's hard to find good people. I get it. And you need to attract talent. And sometimes this is the way to go. So when you brought up the whole salary business, my, my, it, it just resonated that it's really, it's a power. It's, it's money. It's great. Because where else am I going to get a job making almost $200,000 a year? I mean, that's yeah, but they weird. also got to pay their own expenses. They yeah, got to travel no, yeah, back and forth. Stu, it. They have expense accounts. They have a lot of things. Forget about that for a second, okay? The point I'm saying is this. It's a very attractive. Once you're in, it's very attractive. But here's the problem. Effectiveness, leadership, representation. What does it take? These are people. Some people sit on committees, and some people are involved in a lot of it. You know, when I see Mitch McConnell freeze not once, but twice, there's an issue. And although he got medical clearance, I'm worried. And at the same time, I see Dianne Feinstein. And again, this is Republican, Democrat. I don't care who it is. This is totally a bipartisan problem for me. Is at some point, physically, you're incapable of doing the job. You know, it's interesting how there are, you're, you're at 65. And now I'm someplace at 67. And you see what happened in France. They want you to retire. You should live life. You should not be forced to work after a certain point. But politicians and judges, they don't want to give it up. And at a certain point, you got to ask about faculties and abilities to do the job. And not putting term limits in there also creates this powerful, you know, like you said, it's a power grab. But also, you know, the rules have to change in terms of making money. I agree with you. But that's why they're sitting there in perpetuity. They don't want to leave the job because it's too lucrative. It's too powerful. And it's not necessarily beneficial to the people. And as we see this consistent divisiveness in the way they're trying to get elected, how many of them have platforms? I mean, talk, talk to me about platforms. I don't hear it. All I'm hearing is the other guy is bad. The other person's bad. I'm great. Look at me. I've been doing this for 700 years. I have or, a or, or, or they say it's all the other guy's fault. Not the other guy's fault yeah. But I, I think... I would like to see in government term limits. I don't know if it's two terms or three terms. Maybe it's four terms. I don't know. But at a certain point, if you're in power, I mean, look, the mayor of Mississauga was the longest standing mayor in Canadian history. She was mayor. Really? Yeah, she was close to almost 30 years longer. I'm trying to look at maybe 30 or 35 years. I don't know how long. Mayor of Mississauga. Uh, Hazel whoa, whoa, May, whoa, 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 whoa. How, how many years was Mayor Ed Januszewski mayor of Dollar almost Days? Almost the same amount of time. He missed the he almost missed the bingo record. And I'll tell you, folks, it's at a point 
where you got to ask yourself about effectiveness, you know, control. And it's not necessarily beneficial for the people. And I'll tell you something, Stuart. When I see a Mitch McConnell there and Dianne Feinstein, are they the right people for the role? They've got the experience. But are they the right people to do the job anymore? And if you're telling 65 and 70-year-olds, you can't be an accountant, a lawyer, doctors, at a certain point they're asking you to take a step back, why are politicians not being told the same thing? You know what, David? This is a bipartisan problem. Yep. And you know, and you know what else is a bipartisan problem? Mm-hmm. Rules for you, but not oh, for yeah. me. We know that. You know, and her name was Hazen McCallion, by the way. I'm sorry. Hazen McCallion was her name. She served for 36 years until she retired in 19, in, sorry, in 2014. Okay. But to give you an idea, she was 93 when she resigned, when she retired as mayor. So you got to ask yourself, is this great? And, and listen, she was elected in November of 1978 for 36 years. And I asked people in Mississauga, what are you doing? Why are you... They love her. Nobody went. She was too powerful. And so the question now becomes, was she effective? And I mean, I'm not going to argue that one, but U.S. Congress people and senators, yeah, I think it's time to go. David, I think that this should be more of a discussion. I think that we should get something on a ballot that they can't vote on. Oh, they won't. They won't let it go. (laughs) They're not going to let this one go. All right, David. Want to wrap it up? Stuart, let's let's wish everybody a good weekend. Everybody, have a damn good weekend, whatever you're doing. I hope the heat in Montreal isn't killing you. But that's all for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Rant Network. We hope you've enjoyed some of this conversation, gained some valuable insight. We appreciate your support. Hope you'll join us next time for another thought-provoking conversation between David and myself. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. That's right, noon. In the meantime, don't forget to download us, follow us, share us on every vertical you can imagine. Remember, we're always interested in hearing from you, our viewers, listening to the topics that you suggest and recommend to us. And let me tell you something. I am not talking about my left foot. David, on that note, do you want to say goodbye? Goodbye.